Never underestimate a badass basic bitch. I'm Courtney. I'm done fitting into what everybody else needs me to fit into. And I'm Brianna. You are the only one that can make this change. We're here to bring you the Badass Basic Bitch Podcast. We're going to share the untold stories and dive deep into the shit nobody talks about. Buckle up. We're totally unfiltered. About to get very sassy and inviting you into some of our most intimate conversations. Welcome Welcome to to the Batty Bee Club. shouldn't be hard. If you're spending so much time trying to be quote unquote you, then you're not being you. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Batty Bee Club, Badass Basic Bitches. I am Courtney Shields. And I'm Brianna DeMike. And we are coming at you guys with another solo episode, us just sort of hanging out and chatting. And this idea you guys actually gave me, I went on Instagram and I asked in the question box what people wanted us to talk about on our podcast. And actually something that got requested pretty consistently was advice that we would tell our 20 year old selves. And I have talked about this a bunch on Instagram, but I'm very excited to do a podcast about it because I think there's a lot of good takeaways as you get in your 30s. I'm 33, if you guys are new around here. And I'm 36. So we've got a bit of time in our 30s. And I think we can actually reflect now on shit we wish we knew when we were 20. Yeah, I wish there was a podcast when I was 20 that I could have listened to that would have told me all this great advice that we're about to say. So Courtney and I put together our top 20 list and we're just going to take you guys through it and just break off from each one. Basically think about us as the big sisters you always wish you had. So 20 things... We wish we knew when we were 20. First one is people make time for who and what they want to make time for. Now, this is just a fact. If someone isn't making time for you, I hate to be blunt, but I think it's just because they don't want to. I've And you can tell me what you think about this, Brie, but I personally have a super busy schedule. And even though there are times when I can't obviously do everything, I do really try my best, not every single day, but as a whole, um, in the greater scheme, I try to make time um, for the people that are really important to me. Yeah, I think this one sums up it perfectly. And I definitely, when I look back into my 20s, I can see that. I can see that the people who made time for me really wanted to be connected with me, invest in me, and vice versa. I did the same for them. And still today, I do that. Agreed, mom of three here. And I have a lot on my plate, but there are certain friends and certain things that I will schedule to make sure I do them. And as you get older, you do have to schedule that sometimes. And sometimes maybe it's a 45 minute coffee because you're absolutely slammed and that's the most you can do that week. And that's okay. Or maybe it's a phone call. It doesn't always have to be like this elaborate, like five hour night out. But I think that as a whole, people tend to make time for what they want to make time for and who. Uh, Number two on our list is stop looking for an easy way out and put in the work. Yeah, I can relate to this one significantly. Uh, There was nothing easy. No one gave me anything. I didn't, I wasn't born into a family that had a ton of money. Um, I didn't, you know, get all the things that I had because someone just gave them to me every single thing that I did, I had to bust my ass for it. For lacrosse, as an example, it was in high school, three times a day, 
playing, lifting weights, and even in college playing division one lacrosse, you had to wake up at five in the morning and then they would just make you run for like three hours. So nothing that is worth having comes easy. You have to work for it. It's so true. And even in what I do today, I get asked all the time, how do you start a blog? How do you start an Instagram? How do you become successful at that? And you put in the work. Well, you just do. When I when we did your interview, our first episode that we launched, we you talked about that. It was years and years before you got that watch deal where you made money. Three years before I made a dollar doing this. I, I think I told the story in my episode, the first one, but I literally stayed up for three or four nights straight coding my own website. I didn't know how to code a website. You just kind of have to figure it out as you go. And I think be, when you put in the work that way, you have sweat equity in something, you're really, really invested in it. And then you do work hard and you build and you grow and you learn from there. And I think it's amazing, obviously, to have mentors and people who can help you and give their advice and share what they've learned. And we will do a whole episode, um, at least one, I'm sure, on influencers and marketing and all that stuff because we, Brianna and I have sort of flip side of that coin. But I think that really you just have to want it and you have to put in the work. And I think our society, for some reason, people always want a shortcut. And it's just sometimes there aren't shortcuts. When I had AJ and I was breastfeeding him in the middle of the night and I was in my 20s when I had AJ, I was building my platform, my content platform, which I later sold. And the outsourcing team that I was working with was based in India. And so I would wake up in the middle of the night to breastfeed AJ. And then I would pick up my computer and I would start talking to the Indian team to make sure things were right. That was hard because I was barely getting any sleep, but it paid off significantly. And that's just hard work. And guess what? If you hadn't done that, probably someone else would have. Yeah. And that's just how it works. And and some of these things I want to say, again, like we're kind of coming at this from like, we're your friends, we're your best friend, we're your big sister. We're coming at it from an angle that's a little, some of this is going to feel like tough love because we're going to be a little bit brash and a little bit harsh, but I just wish someone would have said these things to me in such a manner of like a matter of fact way in the past. Um, so number three on our list is if someone likes you, you'll know. You won't be guessing. I wish someone would have told me this in high school and honestly, probably even college because you're sitting there. Does he like me? No. <laughs> if you have to ask, the answer is no. Keep it moving, sister. He, she, whatever, obviously, depending on your preference, I just, you'll know Like you should not have to guess. And if you're guessing, then you are not dealing with a man. You're dealing with a boy or you're not dealing with a woman. You're dealing with a girl. And I don't think any of us want to mess with that. So... That's a great one. And it leads into our fourth one as well, which is you can't please everyone. And don't worry too much about what and how everyone thinks. This is a huge one. In my 20s, I made so many terrible decisions because I cared what people thought of me. And I wish someone shook me and said, hey, you're the only one that matters what you think of yourself. You go to bed with yourself. Yeah. I, I, my mom tells me this all the time. As long as you can lay your head down at night on your pillow and know that you did the right thing and we'll get into the high road later, but it's just all about acting in your own character and then don't worry about what other people think. And I still work, I'm still working on this. Honestly, this is like a harder one for me, especially being in the public eye. People are always giving their opinions and it can just be hard not to care what other people think. But at the end of the day, if you know your own character and you know who you are, Fuck what other people think, especially people that don't know you. 
Now, if your close counsel of people is coming to you and saying, hey, I'm a little concerned by X, Y, Z, then obviously it may be time to look in the mirror. But as a whole, if people that don't know you are passing judgments on your life, just don't worry about what they think because at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter. And I love the expression, you can be the juiciest, ripest peach and there's still going to be somebody that just doesn't like peaches. And the other thing is, Courtney, that being you shouldn't be hard. And if you're... I love that. If you're spending so much time trying to be quote unquote you, then you're not being you. That's so good. And I think, again, that goes back to trying to fit into what other people, society, whoever wants you to be, ditch that idea. Literally drive with your windows down and throw it out and keep going. Um, And if you are really being yourself and acting in character and in line um, with who you are and in integrity you learn to just start shedding caring what other people think. That's been a huge for me, honestly, the past two years, probably since I announced my divorce is when I really was like, you know what? I can't care what other people think. I just can't because it's my life and it's time that I start living it. And that takes us into this integrity. Take the high road. Great advice. I believe it was Michelle Obama that said, when they go low, you go high. That's one of my favorite quotes from her. And it's so hard. There have been a lot of times in my life where I could have just dove right down into the mud with whoever or whatever. And I didn't. And it was really hard just to zip my mouth and and keep going. Because your first instinct is to defend yourself, speak for yourself. But It's like this, take the high road. Don't fall into that mud puddle. Exactly. And I think that it's so hard to do, especially when people are attacking your character, your integrity, maybe making things up about you. You never know. Um, But for me, that looks like just being myself and going about my daily life. Because again, the people that know you, know you. And if you have spent X number of years being kind, being good, acting in integrity, You don't have to defend yourself because people already know who you are. And I think sometimes saying nothing at all is the best thing that you can say. So take the high road. I have a question for you because this is probably good advice and maybe you can help our listeners on it. In terms of taking the high road, what do you do when, because I've had a lot of situations like this in friend groups where one friend may say something negative, but then also convinces other friends what what advice do you give to someone like that? I kind of like to think about it like this. Okay, so basically what you're asking is if someone else doesn't like you and then it's kind of like turning people against you or yeah. I guess like sullying other people's opinions. I would hope that I have made enough of a mark on people's life and with my character that they wouldn't believe something that isn't true per se. And if someone just doesn't like you, you're not always going to get along with everyone. You learn that as a kid. It's so interesting as a mom watching kids. And looking and and sometimes kids just don't drive. Yeah. And they could get, right? They could get along with 19 out of 20 of the kids. And then there's just one that they just don't mesh with. And that's kind of life. We're not always going to like everyone. Not everyone's going to like us. It's just not realistic. Um, Especially if you have big personalities like both of us do. But I think you have to continue to act in integrity and hope that people know you. The people that spend time around you know you. And I think if someone is that susceptible to someone else's opinion about you, they're probably were really never your friend in the first place. And I think you learn to kind of cut the extra people out of your life that maybe you thought were friends that, that really haven't shown up for you. Mm-hmm. Um, whether they haven't shown up for you in a hard time or they've actually shown a different side of themselves that you didn't realize or maybe you overlooked because you had their back and they didn't have yours. I think 
Um, if someone turns on you on a dime like that, they were probably never your, really your friend. That's so good advice. Again, I would just say take the high road, even if it's hard, because that stuff hurts. It does. It hurts when people attack your character and it hurts when people don't see you for who you are, especially when you know the truth of that. It hurts when people believe other people's bullshit. But I think at the end of the day, especially those type of friendships uh, that are forged with something negative like that, a gossip or a, something usually don't last. So yeah. That's great advice. Again, we going to take the high road, you guys, which leads us to number six. Saying no is just as important as saying yes. Wow, do I wish I would have known this earlier. Yeah, I, I love this one. I think especially in my 20s, I had so much on my plate. Lacrosse consumed me, school consumed me, and then I, you know, friends consumed me. Um, but I would get approached a lot to do volunteer stuff. And I I definitely did, but it got to the point where I felt like I owed it to everybody because I had this skill, right? This special thing that I wanted to teach other people. But there were times when it was just eating away at me and my time and I didn't have anything to myself. Yeah. And you get kind of spread too thin. And I love the analogy of thinking about on an airplane when the flight attendant comes over the mic and she says that you have to put your own air mask on before you can help others. To me, that's kind of like saying no. Because if you deplete yourself, self-care is not selfish. And if you deplete yourself, you can't help anyone else. So I think in order to be your best self, sometimes you just have to learn to say no. And it can be small things, but I do think that's a big one. And that goes to number seven, uh, because I think there's some parallels here of know your worth and invest in yourself. And this is, how do you want to be valued? Make things a priority for you. Saying no helps that. Invest in yourself. Do things that grow you. I think too, that can be in the workplace, that can be in relationships and friendships, but know your worth. And then once you do know your worth and you don't take your value from things like social media or other people's opinions of you or whatever, you know what you are and are not willing to put up with. And that completely colors the lens in which you look at your relationships, your friendships, your work environment. I know even from your episode, there were so many times um, in Brianna's episode where she knew her worth, ended up asking for more, taking a different path. Um, So that might be a good episode for you guys to listen to about knowing your worth. But I think it can really color um, everything else. And that leads us to number eight, which I love. And that is give yourself permission to change your mind. Oh, amen. As women... I think it actually inhibits people from making decisions. I have so many girlfriends call me. I don't know what to do, this or this. I don't know what decision is right. And I personally angst over stuff all the time because it's like, I don't know. What if I do this and then this? And it becomes, you get so kind of tangled in making sure that you figure out what the best decision is. And at the end of the day, you have freedom to change your mind. If you take a new role at work and you absolutely end up hating it, you can do something else. I just, I love that. You don't have to make one choice and stay on that path the rest of your life. You're never stuck. You can have a complete like rebrand of yourself if you want to. If you move to New York and you realize you hate New York, you can move to Alabama. You can move to California. You can go to Tennessee. You can go to North Carolina. You aren't stuck in any decision. Uh, I think that's really important to make because I think it actually helps you make decisions, realizing that this doesn't have to be something that you have or hold for eternity if you don't like it. Number nine made me laugh when you said it. So I have to let you (laughs) take this one. (laughs) Opinions are like assholes. Everybody has one. Truly. And the older you get, especially as a mom, I don't even want to go on a tangent on mom shaming because that's a whole episode in and of itself. But 
Everyone wants to give you their opinion. Opinions are great when they're asked, but unsolicited advice is just, it's a thing of our society, I think. I had a friend who was pretty out there and she did some crazy stuff and um, everyone was very judgmental about her and would give her her opinion. Like she's like, I'm going to go live on a cheese farm and be a cheese farmer. And like everyone would just give such crazy unsolicited advice and opinion. Right. And I loved her response. You know how she responded to all of that advice? How? Thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much for your opinion. Thank you. And then that's it. She didn't defend herself. She didn't explain herself. She didn't have to come up with the three million reasons why she wanted to be on the cheese farm. She just said, thank you. I appreciate your advice or feedback. I love the not defending yourself. That's still something that I would say in the past like two years, I've really put some personal work in to try and is not having to, and I don't mean defend yourself in the like traditional sense, but you don't always have to make excuses for everything. If you roll, if I roll up on Instagram stories and I look like shit that day and I have no makeup and under eye circles, I don't have to explain why I look that way. I can just show up and look that way. And that a little bit off of a tangent there, but I completely agree. And some really good advice that I could give that's related to that for the work is sometimes you come to a meeting late. Stop apologizing. Sorry, I'm late. Instead, go to the meeting and say, thank you for waiting for me. Ooh, I love that advice. Such a powerful movement for women. Stop apologizing. Rephrase based on gratitude and stop making excuses because you don't have to provide an excuse why you're late. Thank you for waiting for me. Period. I appreciate you taking the time. Yep. I love that. Women, as women, we really do apologize for literally everything. Oh, I'm so sorry. My hair is a mess. Oh, my socks don't match. Oh, my house is a mess. We say that all the time when people come over. Nobody gives a shit if your house is a mess. Their house is probably a mess too. I, you said that when I walked in today. I did. I was like, like, oh, oh my God, house is a mess. And I was like, girl, you should see my house. And it's always the same thing. I actually have a funny story. I walked into a store one day after I had gotten my lips done and I was kind of self-conscious because they were swollen and kind of bruised. And this is pre-masks. I haven't had them done in forever. So this is like way pre-masks. And I'm sitting there and I'm like thinking, oh, so lady that's helping me at the counter, is she going to be like judging me and, you know, thinking in her head, like, oh, this girl looks crazy. What what happened? Or, you know, someone punch her in the face or whatever. And instead, 20 seconds later, she goes, oh, like, please don't like, don't look at my face. I'm like, I'm breaking out right here. So it was such a crazy lesson of you may be insecure or thinking that other people are judging you or feeling like you need to make an excuse for something about yourself. Someone else is just thinking about themselves. They're not thinking about the thing that you're worried about. Everyone is kind of in their own world to a certain degree. And so stop apologizing. Stop making excuses. Just show up as you are. I think the humanness of us, like the humanity is what connects us all. So fuck it if you have two crazy socks. Like I literally never have matching socks. It's just life. And that segues us into healthy mind is a healthy body. And I think there's so much truth to that. For me, oh my God, can I relate to that like crazy? As I got my mind healthier, invested time to therapy and learning new coping skills, I found that I felt so much more comfortable in my body. And let's take the stigma off of therapy. I think therapy can be amazing and so healthy. And just because you go to therapy doesn't mean anything's wrong with you. It's kind of like working out for your body. I mean, all my kids are uh, in play therapy. Yeah, it's great. I mean, it can be for maintenance. 
It is. I love therapy. Hunter and I do couples therapy. When he first moved here, I mean, he was, he's five years younger than me. He comes in to this crazy household going from, I think he was like 30 at the time when he moved in to three crazy kids. And I'm like, we need to invest in ourselves and have a mediator help us and guide us through this process because we're both so new to this. And we did couples therapy and it was amazing. I think it's great. And I think I've noticed over life, the more I open up to people about things like that, whether it's grief and divorce or therapy or whatever it may look like, people will open up to you back. Mm -hmm. And you start to realize that you're not as alone as you thought you were. And I think that's a pretty cool thing about life, which leads me to number 11. And this one's pretty short because it kind of sums it up. This whole episode is really summing that up. Being in your your 30s 30s is awesome. Literally, literally, it's awesome. I think right though, when you were like 24, you're like, oh, 30 is so old. Like, please, I don't want to be in my 30s. And now, I mean, you know, minus the extra cellulite, being in your 30s is great. You're like a wine, like a fine wine. And as Mm -hmm. you age, it gets better. And by the way, everyone that I tell that to that's in their 40s is like, oh, just wait till you're in your 40s. So I think as women, it does get like better and better, at least for a while. Mm -hmm. If only we could have some anti-gravity, but hey, that's... The whole other topic. That's totally fine. Okay. Number 12, learn how to ask for things that you need. And anyone who doesn't respect that, maybe reconsider. Yeah. I think that this is a communication thing. Again, this is like a whole full circle moment. This can be ask for what you need in the workplace if you're not getting it. People aren't mind readers. Ask for what you need in your relationship. Ask for what you need out of your friendships. Don't let things fester and then blindside people with things they didn't even know was wrong or by quitting without even ever talking to your boss, like have those adult mature communications. Something I learned, especially in my career, is that nobody is going to give you what you think you deserve. And how I grew my success was vocalizing and asking. And I didn't always get it. And when I didn't get it and I thought that I should have gotten it, I went and I found it somewhere else. That's great. Especially in the workplace. You just don't want to roll up and be like, peace, I'm out. And they're like, wait, you didn't even ask me for what you needed. You didn't ask for a raise. You didn't say you didn't come and present a case or people aren't likely going to be like, hey, so we've been looking at you. You deserve a $20,000 raise today, ma'am. Like you have to sometimes go and ask for what you need, but it is really important. And I think give people that opportunity to show who they are, maybe. And what's the worst thing if you ask and you don't get it, right? You don't get it. They're not going to be like, how dare you ask for $5,000 more? You're fired. Yeah. Number 13, confidence is key. Fake it until you make it. This is a whole episode in and of itself. I think we can actually do get some pretty tangible kind of tips for how to be more confident. But I think that walk in like you own the place. Mm -hmm. There was a change in myself from when I left New York and went to California And I, as I was making that move in my early twenties, I said, nobody here knows me for all they know. I'm the baddest bitch there is. I think I heard this on an Ed Milet podcast, like maybe a year or two ago. And he said something along, I'm going to probably butcher it, but he said something along the lines of confidence is gained um, by keeping promises to yourself. I like that a lot. And it's really so true. If you think about it, keep a promise to yourself. And that can be really small. I said, I was going to wake up at 730 today. I'm waking up at 730. I'm not waking up at nine. Now waking up at 8.15, I'm waking up at 7.30. You start to trust yourself. And when you trust that you're going to keep promises to yourself, you can have confidence in yourself because you're now dependable to yourself. 
So I think that's huge. Really work on actually keeping the promises you make to yourself. That's a great place to start with confidence, which takes us to lucky number 14. Let's worry about our personal best and don't compare or compete with others. Now, obviously, like there's like a fun little healthy competition. I don't mean like don't go play your boyfriend in ping pong. I mean, don't like stay in your own lane. I think that we all hear it. Comparison is a pretty nasty game and I feel like it just never ends well. So instead of worrying about what other people are doing, what they have, what they're getting, what you don't have any of that, just focus on how you can be the best version of yourself and continue to get your own personal best day after day. There's a reason why athletes strive to reach their personal best, their personal best records and not, did you beat Susie? It's all about, oh, I beat myself. There's a reason for that. So number 15, and oh my God, love this one. Hurt people, hurt people. Whether we're talking about trolls on the internet, people in your everyday life, it doesn't really matter. But people hurt people, hurt people. It's so true. Usually, I I really love the quote also, what Sally says about Susie says more about Sally than Susie. Just meaning people project their own insecurities onto you. Goes back to what we said earlier in the episode. Don't worry about what other people think. It really doesn't matter at the end of the day. Um, But I really truly believe that hurt people hurt people. And if you're one of those individuals that feels the need to like lash out to people, I suggest you kind of turn turn the mirror around for a minute, take a long, hard look, a big old deep breath and realize maybe what you personally need to work on because spewing hate and negativity to other people is only toxic to yourself. You may think you're hurting someone else by saying a nasty comment, but you're hurting yourself way more. So again, I agree. Number 16. And I love this one. Know your love language. And how you receive love and how you give love. What's your love language? So I am pretty high in all of them actually, but um, words of affirmation and physical touch are like my top ones. What about you? I am quality time. Mm. I receive love that way and I give love that way. Okay. Are we having quality time right now? We are. (laughs) I love you. I love you too. (laughs) Um, Okay. So it's crazy. Love languages, I think traditionally, obviously this is, it's a book. If you guys haven't heard of it, I think it's a, is it five, the five love languages? There's five love languages. Um, You can go online. You can take the test. It's usually free. It's really, really insightful. Typically in relationships, this is like usually formatted for romantic relationships, but I think in friendships and family members. It is so important. One of my oldest friends or my oldest friend, Taylor, her love language is gift giving or that's how she likes to receive. Mm -hmm. And so I put a lot of thought into when occasions come up and things, the gift I give her because I know that is how she receives love. Or even if it's not an occasion, I'll just like pick up a little something for her because I know that's how she receives love. So I think you can be the best friend, the best partner, the best daughter, sister, brother, like whatever. If you know people's love languages, at least like you're the close people that surround you. Yep. Number 17, be on time and be dependable. Yes. Pet peeve of mine. (laughs) Anybody that knows me, my biggest pet peeve, not a lot bothers me, but like being late or not being dependable or flaking, oh, it irks me. And dependably flaking. Meaning the consistently flaking is the worst because I feel like you end up making plans with those people and you're like, all right, well, we have dinner at seven, but they're going to be here at 745 and they're probably going to cancel, you know, actually at 715 and I'm sitting here and it's just, it's rude. You should value other people's times. Or you know what I like to do because sometimes being a mom, it's not always plausible. Of course. Running multiple businesses, it's not always plausible to be on the dot. 
for example, even if I'm rolling up three minutes late, I'll text you like on my way. Well, that's what I lo- I love that about you is because if you are ever going to be late, you call me way ahead of time and say, look, I'm going to be about five to 10 minutes late. And then what I do is during that five to 10 minutes, I'm doing other things that I have to get done. And I appreciate that so much. You're not. And again, it kind of goes back to communication, um, but you're not sitting there waiting and feeling like someone else is wasting your time. So try not to be late. Always be dependable. Pick up the phone if you can, or at least shoot somebody a text. Hey, busy right now. Let me call you right back or whatever. Um, And if for whatever reason you can't make it, just make sure that you're actually letting people know and communicating it. Because I think people get far less pissed off if you communicate it ahead of time. I even do that for reservations. If I'm going to be 10 minutes late. Oh, me too. I just call and I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm running. And they're like, it's no problem. We'll hold your table. Well, and it goes back to, I used to have a friend who... Uh, we would do, go do play dates and she would call me or text me like 15 minutes late and being like, I just can't come today. And it drove me crazy. Needless to say, we don't hang out anymore because it goes back to that whole thing of like people will make time for who or what they want to make time for. And it's the worst with the kids. That's happened to me too. But I tell Kinsley, I'm like, we have a play date with so-and-so. And then you get a text like, so sorry, we can't come. And then they're like, why? What do you mean? And you're like, damn it. <laughs> You know, and then you feel bad. Okay. Number 18, you are the company you keep. And the people said, amen. This is like, I guess, I think they say the five people that you surround yourself with the most on a daily basis are basically what you become. I always say you are who you consume, whether this is on social media or in real life, the people that you choose to consume, the people that you choose to spend your time with, hang out with, you, those people are going to rub off on you inevitably. Make sure you're hanging out with good people. I purposely try to choose people who, I mean, depending the the crowd that I'm in, but for career wise, people who are more successful than me, because I want to look at them. They give me advice. They mentor me. And then I drive for that. And that's like, if you're surrounding yourself with people who are maybe all below you in your career and you're the most successful one, then what, like, what do you have to strive for? I think that you have to think about different areas of life though. So maybe the person that's like not as far along in their career is maybe they're farther along in fitness and you really want to get inspired in that category. So you can kind of like, there's different things I think, but at the end of the day, people, I want to surround myself with good people, with good hearts who are also different than me, like from different backgrounds. Maybe we see things, some things similarly, um, but maybe we're not always all, we don't have the same religious beliefs or maybe we grew up in a different way. Maybe we're like different ages. Maybe we're different ethnicities. Like I want to, I want to make a huge effort in my personal circle to surround myself with different people. Um, and also do that for Kinsley too. Like that's a big one for me. I see so often people surround themselves with all yes people. It's like this one person and then like all of their like minions, especially in your twenties where, you know, they're all just telling whoever like, yes, you're right. You're right. You're right. And that's just not like conducive to growing in, in your character. And if you look around and everybody in your friend group looks exactly like you, thinks exactly like you and acts exactly like you, might be time to switch it up. So number 19, I love this one. Don't wait for someday. I like to say there are seven days in a week and one of them is not called someday. (laughs) I like that. It's just, you know, we all have the same amount of time in our week. How are you using it? don't always wait for the right time. You can always do something and then you can figure it out later. You can adjust it. You can change what you're doing. It goes back to what I said earlier about you're not stuck. You can change your mind, but just start. If you really want to do something, just start. Don't always wait until, oh, I have to wait to start until Monday. 
I have to wait to start until January 1st. I need to have mm-hmm. the perfect house. I need to have the perfect car. I need to have, you don't need to have anything. Just start. And number 20, finish us off. Mm, fuck society's timeline. Sorry for dropping. I think my third F-bomb of the episode, but this sentence just doesn't ring as true without a good old F-bomb. For me, I think I got so caught up in my early 20s in society's timeline. Society says you're supposed to have this kind of job and you're supposed to marry this kind of person and you're supposed to do that at this age and then you're supposed to have kids and then, you know, and, it, and then you're supposed to have your second kid. Do you know how many times after having Kinsley, people were like, when are you going to have another kid? Girl, I literally just squeezed this one out. Can, can my vagina recover? Like I need a minute. I'm getting that now, which is funny. It doesn't end. Society's timeline never. never ends. I, as soon as I talked about Hunter and I getting engaged, everyone was like, oh, are you guys going to have a baby? When are you going to have a baby? And I'm like, uh, I have three babies already. <laughs> well, people are always jumping to the next thing is the point. And it's like this little rat race hamster wheel. And you first, oh my gosh, do you have a boyfriend? You have a boyfriend. Are you getting engaged? When you get engaged, when are you getting married? Where are you going on your honeymoon? Where are you guys going to live? Are you going to have a baby? I think it's just, these are, first of all, kind of inappropriate questions to ask. So maybe we can nix asking some of these questions because it makes people feel pressured and it gives people anxiety. And it's just, at least it did for me. I guess I can only speak for myself and like my friends and people I've talked to, but I just think don't worry about society's timeline or what society says is the perfect, the picture perfect white picket fence, what you should do with your life. Because we only have one beautiful, precious life and you can't waste it worrying about what you're supposed to be doing based on someone else's somewhere, some random made up version of your life. This is not a Sims game. This is not a simulation. It's your life. So live it how you want to live it. Thank you guys for joining us in another episode of the Badass Basic Bitch Podcast. We love you guys and we'll see you next week.